Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Do fans squeeze ya, Josh Squared, yeah. Rightio, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another exciting episode of Josh Squared. Joshy boy, what's going on? Not eggs, very excited to be back and yeah, just kicking back. On the Sunday afternoon, it's beautiful, mate. It's uh, yeah, just relaxing in the um, in the bedroom. You're on Steffi's side, I'm on my side, and um, I found a spiritual rock that Steffi sleeps with, and Josh has told me she prays to it. She so does pray. I had to, to move the spiritual rock, <laughs> but it's a nice looking rock, granite. I think it is. Yeah, it's good vibes. I think it's. I don't know. It's um, it's nice. It's to weird, look at. anyway. <laughs> um, mate, what have you been up to this weekend? Um, I've just got back from sale, actually, my um, hometown, so down in Gippsland, about. Five hours away, so I've actually um, had a first birthday. So shout out to Miller Muffin, their first birthday. She'll be a big square and start listening when she gets old enough. But um, yeah, I'm starting to grow up a bit going on a kid's birthday. So I did. Uh, I did notice that you've um, been in a first birthday party, and it's great to see you made the trek back to your home hometown in Sale, um, over on the east coast there. But I couldn't help noticing. Chessy Boo, old Charles, uh, she'll be listening avidly. She looked right at home with the babies, mate. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Worried? Mate, Worried. mate <laughs> I don't want to be the one to say that, but I had alarm bells when I was watching the Snapchats. <laughs> and then more alarming was after I saw, you know, saw her with the babies, then I pictured her having one of your babies in her belly. Like, mate. She's going to be... She won't be able to carry that thing. Eggs going to be muscly as Jack. Yeah, there's not much of Charles, but yeah, she was very clucky. But um, no, I'm more of a uh, hold the baby for a little bit, have a bit of a play and then give it back sort of set up. So and play I'm bit, hoping that she's thinking the same. Play a bit of guitar to it too. I saw oh, yeah. <laughs> I serenaded it. Yeah, pretty much. So oh, That baby was hating life, mate. I know. And then today I just had, went down to Dino's and had my um, Christmas lunch, which was ham, cheese, salad sandwiches. So a good spread because it was a bit earlier than lunchtime. So we didn't get the full works and gave me his uh, Christmas present. Um, six bottles of clear skin Chardonnay. From Dan Murphy's and he wanted more, so he wasn't happy and they were the wrong ones. Big shout to Dino, big wine fan. Um, I'm also a big wine fan, mate. We'll have to catch up for a red sometime. <laughs> That's it. And speaking of wine and other substance, I heard you um, have been borrowing people's stuff lately and not returning it and wrecking it after the wedding last weekend. Is that well, true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. In this scenario, it is. I know exactly where you're going with this. Um I did have big Timmy Martin's weekend uh, wedding last weekend. The second motto. I've actually I've noticed that I've actually probably been quite an average housemate of late because I actually do first the pesto <laughs> now this. I know I I do and we've got him on later in the show and it's very exciting. But um, I I do just sort of you know if I'm missing an item or two rather than I'm not going to go buy a new belt just for a one off I mean I do need to go buy a new belt but um, yeah obviously on the day I was said oh I'll just borrow your belt and, and then I saw he had a nice white shirt and I thought oh I'll, I'll borrow that too because that looks pretty good and um, yeah unfortunately I, I did come home um, his white shirt like it's nearly unsavable. I think we've been, we've been working overtime. We've the nappy sand on it. We've had the nappy sand, Oxy Action Plus, Bruce of Sard. Um, about- <laughs> they aren't our sponsor, might as well be. Great, great plug. Um, like a few washes. Um, 
yeah, she was no good. But yeah, and, and then with the belt. So so what happened? I I did I I stayed the night out at Tim's wedding. It was it was an unbelievable wedding. Great night. Um, spent it with a few um, A grade AFL footballers. I'm talking Scott Gumbleton. Um, Gumboot. Yeah, Carl Sinclair. He was there. Um, old old West Coast boy. Um, who else was there? Uh, Tate Pears. Um, the, the goal machine. self proclaimed Courtney Johns. <laughs> he was there. Uh, Nick Comer. Yeah. Jesus. Was, uh, would, have, would have to be security out there. That's, oh. There's some big names in the AFL. Mate, Massive they were, names. <laughs> they were huge. Shout out, boys, if you're listening. Yeah, I was starstruck. Um, and anyway, yeah, got home. No belt. I've told Tom. I said, I've lost my belt. I've lost your belt. I don't know how. Don't ask me why. And then I messaged Tim and I said, have you picked up, have you seen a belt? And he goes, mate, you wouldn't believe it. There is a belt. Guess where we found it? And I said, where? He goes, on the dance floor. So you're whipping uh, people. Oh, that's why I was doing my best work most of the night. So <laughs> I don't know. I've actually, I've actually pieced it together. I think it was when the Eagle Rock came on. Because you know how you pull your pants down sometimes? And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. know that. And I think the belt might have, might so have come you... loose. Lovely. Yes, but uh, no, it was a, it was a great weekend, and uh, stuck, kept the lid on it this weekend. Just been um, whilst the rest of my friendship group went to spilt milk in Ballarat. Nice. We have some very very exciting news on Josh Squared podcast. Uh, we're moving up in the world, and we're really stepping up into the limelight. We've actually got on board three local businesses as sponsors, so we're putting in the uh, sponsorship money into designing some merchandise for all you squares out there, so we're making hat in the process of making hats at the moment. Well, not us personally. We've paid someone to do it, yeah. um, and we're very excited to announce that the, um, the Resi Hotel, the Queen's Arms, and Adam and Eve Cafe have all jumped on board and chipped in a bit of cash. So we can get some merch out to you squares and hopefully in time for Christmas you can buy your loved ones a Josh Squared hat. It's at the top of everyone's wish list and uh, it's a nice beautifully peaked cap. It'll keep your schnoz um, out of the sunlight which is what I'm all about mate. Um, Those UV rays, they'll get you. They will, they will. (laughs) Who wants to come on a date? Small portions of food we hate. Please make sure it is not late. You'll need to concentrate. Come and seal your fate. Or rate your play. Mate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that I introduce one of my best mates, my housemate, my personal taxi throughout high school, and all-round great guy, Tom Bombo Dunham. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you, Tom? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Josh. Uh, and both Joshes are very happy to be here. Uh, long-time listener. Be so here at your own house. In your own yeah. room. <laughs> yep. Yeah, in my office, personal office. Yeah, thanks for the support, mate. I'm always, I'm always um, venting my um, anxieties and uh, also the highs and the lows of the podcast with you. And uh, you've been along there for every bump. Um, and it's great to finally get you on the show for your very own episode. And it's good that you're on after Josh tried to kill you with the pesto. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I lived through to, to episode six, yeah. which is great. You are yeah. lucky to be here. Yeah, um, it's, it's one of the qualms I did have with the meal tonight. No nuts. A bit flat about it. I like it. It's a good source of protein. <laughs> um, Tom, I've obviously known you for a very long time. We went to school together at St. Teresa's and grew up around the corner from each other throughout high school. And as I was alluding to before, like I was 16, you were 18 when we were near 12. Um, so you... 
drove me around pretty much everywhere and um, you know, we've become really quite great mates and we've since been on a Europe trip and various other things, we obviously live together. So yeah, our relationship's rock solid. But uh, Dorf, yours and, yeah. uh, yours and Tom's relationship started a little bit here, Gal. Yeah, very shaky to be honest, very shaky. <laughs> we always, I knew of him, obviously played footy against each other and knew of him but hadn't really ever ha- hung out with him and um, I one day posted a status about getting a ride down to the uh, footy down in Melbourne and um, Lockie Ross, Yak Ross, he's a big square, he'll be listening, said, yeah, no worries, mate, I can take you out, just meet me at this house, um, we'll leave from there, which I assumed was his house, Yak's house, so I went and knocked on the door and some bloke I'd never seen before answered the door and I didn't even say hello or anything, I just said, I'm just getting a ride with Rossi and he looked at me like, what are you talking about, who are you? And then <laughs> Bomber came up, who I also didn't really know. And said, oh, no, he's right. He's just getting a lift out of Melbourne with Rossi. So I went in thinking Rossi would be there. He wasn't. So it was just me and Tom. And we didn't really know each other. And we just sat there very, very awkwardly. <laughs> he put the tally on for me. And, yeah, we didn't really say too many words to each other. But I was very, it was very scary for me. What were your first impressions of um, Big Duffy Boy, Tom? <laughs> 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 Who the hell is this guy? And what is he doing at my house? <laughs> Intruder uh, alert! Yeah, come on in, mate. I'm sure you're meant to be here. I was very rocked. I was thinking, this is Yak's house. What's going on here? Zach, Yak set me up. He's not taking me to Melbourne. Now I look like an idiot in front of everyone. But That's since, a bit out of the ordinary there. Since then, we're... Um, <laughs> we're Developed a bit better, more of a friendship, and now when I come around, it's a little bit less awkward, and I see him quite a lot as being a housemate of Josh, and we doing uh, work together on the podcast, but oh, it's good. It's good to have you on. Yeah, great work, Bombard. And um, look, I did touch on it last week, because before Bombard, you had some ripping nicknames. Um, Relton Roberts springs to mind. Um, for those of you that don't know Relton Roberts, the what, bullet. first, what's wrong with you? Google him. <laughs> um, 55 for the Tigers, the Barangay Bullet, yeah. Um, and for obvious reasons, that was your nickname. You do have the sort of the, the tan skin, quite, quite great um, football ability. Um, but yes, of more recent years, it's become bombered. And um, yeah, would you like to just elaborate on why that is? Um, for the for the Josh Squared listeners out there, uh, yes, yeah, so it was a fair few years ago now. It was when Snapchat first came out. Um, and I thought I'd try and make a Snapchat. I, I had quite a few beers at this stage. It was a Saturday night, um, and I tried to make it. And I generally my username is just my name, and my password is Bombers because uh, I'm an Essendon fan. Um, but on this particular <laughs> occasion, I I somehow mixed it up, and my username my username and password got mixed up, and so my password was uh, Bombers. My username was Bombers, but I also I also spelt it wrong somehow, and I put a D on the end. So my username is Bombard, and you cannot change that. I've tried, but you just can't. Snapchat won't let you, so I'm <laughs> stuck with it for life, I think. And for everyone else out there, um, his email is thomas.dunham29 at gmail.com, and as he just alluded to before, um, Bombers is his password for everything. So um, have, <laughs> feel free to hack away there, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I hope you have changed that since, Tom. Um, but Bombard has become quite um, sort of your well-known name now. Oh, I uh, thought it was Bombhead, like something was wrong with you. Like, it must have been like something that happened to your head or Bombhead. And then I was there a few weeks ago when they mentioned that. I was like, I don't know why he gets called that, but I've been calling you Bombhead. Bombhead. <laughs> but it's Bombhead, so sorry about that. Well, Ash, Ash Connick, our coach at footy, he calls you Bomber. Bomber, yeah. It's very good. Um, before we move on, I just sort of want to reflect on one of my sort of recent fond memories that we had. Um, obviously, well, it's not fond initially the event. You obviously broke your leg. Um, where would you like to tell the listeners 
um, where you broke it? Uh, I was I was playing footy. Uh, it was a dying second of the of the game. Um, someone just landed on my leg and broke the tib fib and dislocated my ankle. So it wasn't wasn't pretty at all. No, it was shattering. And to make it worse, we had ferret racing in the den that night, and I was so flat that he couldn't make it, mate. Because um, it was yeah, it was he truly me up at night. That he didn't get to go. It was tossing and turning. We we're both very very keen for the um, see the ferrets go through those pipes. But um, anyway, I was getting my wisdom teeth taken out the following Wednesday, and Steffi was away in Europe. Shout out to Steffi Grace, playing up in Europe. Um, and so I had no one to look after me, but Tom Tom was always joking in the lead-up to the to the week, saying, oh, I'll take a couple carer's days and I'll look after your stuff because I, I was going to be on the painkillers and, and all those sort of things. But obviously you broke your leg, Tom. So um, my little brother, this is how he described it to me when he when he come down to um, check on us after, I think we were watching Chernobyl. Or something like that. We've been binge watching a fair few episodes, and he walked down. And he he said it was like talking to two zombies because I imagine you had a head full of endone, and I'd I'd pumped a fair bit of um, Panadine Fort as well. Um, is it Panadine Fort? Panadine Fort. Panadine Fort. Um, uh, just still like that Randy when I come around. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he mate, he goes, mate. I asked him a question, like literally just nothing, and he like looked at us, and we both had our eyes like one third open. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of drool coming down. And uh, just an FYI there too, disclaimer, if you have pain or fort, make sure you have laxatives because it clogs you up. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and he's just sort of waved the hands in front of us and like Tom hasn't moved and then he's waved the, and I've just gone and like, had a little bit of drool coming down my mouth because I had no like control over my jaw because of my wisdom teeth. Um, and yeah, I just... Thought that was a funny story that uh, he he let me know about. Um, what, were your, what was your memories of that event? Yeah, I think we, we sat there and watched um, five straight episodes of Chernobyl um, back to back and I think probably fell asleep midway through. But uh, it was a good, good series and um, it was good to have some company um, rather than just sit on my own watching Netflix for, you wouldn't have for two weeks. So. Uh, it, was no. a real, it was a real mental just like, yeah. um, what is it? What is it when you talk to each other through it's your brains? I don't know, that's a thing. ESP, or whatever it's called. Yeah, we sort of just go, I just go, and he'd be like, and we just knew. Perfect. Ice cream. This is the last thing we want to touch on. This has only just been brought to my attention, that you might want to be like looking to be a stepdad. That is is incorrect. That is a blatant lie. I don't know where you got that from. Apparently there's been a few mums here, maybe stay over the night. Oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a PG show, of course. They were just coming over for a sleepover. I made them a cup of tea. And that, that's, that's all I've got to say about that. Um, so, so you're not aiming at the, the age bracket no, no, above? No, no, no. I think, you make, a great, <laughs> I think you make a great dad, mate. Um, uh, in due time. <laughs> we're waiting for Tom to settle down because, yeah, we were at a, that boys' trip a few weeks ago and you're the oldest person there, but you're the only bloke with a girlfriend. And I, I just think you're quite a catch. So just throw it out to all the squares out there. Tom here. Good with kids. <laughs> cooks a nice, cooks a nice chicken. Um, what do you call that dish? Uh, that prosciutto wrapped uh, brie. He cooks chicken. a nice prosciutto brie wrapped chicken. Um, <laughs> and step, stepdad step up and real dad step down. So he's ready. He's ready to go. Indeed. So um, yeah, post below, slide into our DMs, and we got to hook you up. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. Righto, moving into the more formal part of the proceedings. So we've had a delicious meal. So. Tom, would you like to share with the listeners what you've developed and your inspiration behind it? Uh, so, so it's a, a chicken breast wrapped wrapped with prosciutto, um, stuffed with brie cheese, and then just a few roast veggies, um, potato, pumpkin, 
bit of carrot, corn, and that's about it. Um, and the, the inspiration, it was actually my, um, it was actually my year, year seven, I think, home rec, um, signature dish. And I, I nailed it back then, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping I did all right job today. Um, so, yeah, that, that's So, it's a long time between meals then. Well, I, I haven't cooked it since then, so I took a bit of a risk here <laughs> trying to cook it again, but I think, I think it turned out all right, so. A bit of a risk. So, yeah, I thought I'd go with that. No, it was lovely. It was lovely. What do you think, Josh? I thought it was fabulous, mate. And, um, look... We threw we threw this whole thing on you. Oh, I don't know. When, when did you actually know? I think it was earlier today, about five hours yeah, ago. Yeah, I think you mentioned it to me last night, maybe. And then I yeah got the, got the message today saying, "Yep, you're on tonight." You're on. So, got the he's our backup. He lives in the fridge and he's our backup boy. I had to rush to the supermarket get some ingredients. Um, um, and when I asked him, I looked into those because he's just got home from the tap house at um, all hours looking for an eligible girl, obviously. So and um, head over to pubs for the mums. <laughs> That's where they are. <laughs> and I yeah, looked, you know. I looked over and said, Tom, you're up. And I could see my own reflection in his glassy eyes. But to his credit, hung over and against the odds, he's dished up a marvellous dish, I think, Duff. Um, yes, yes. So I reckon we move into the first um, area um, that we'd like to rank our, rank our food in. Um, and that was taste. So what do you give yourself for taste out taste. of five Duff um, I'll I'll give myself four Duff Four Duftinis, I reckon. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty tasty dish. Um, what do you guys think? Other Josh? I think it was very tasty. However, I've got qualms about how you made it so tasty. MSG. I don't think that my blood flow right now is at its most optimum with the amount of salt <laughs> pumping oh. through my arteries. <laughs> Salted up every ingredient. <laughs> Were you, were you worried about the taste not just quite being there? So instead, prosciutto is salty enough as it is. So you've just thought, oh, I'm just going to douse this. All the all the roast veggies. I thought veggies aren't the most most tasty things at times. So I thought just load them up with salt, and the boys will love them. Which is smart, <laughs> but it's also very unhealthy. So yeah. <laughs> and I am still on the challenge, and I am trying to watch my weight. Um, while you, while we do touch quickly on the challenge, can you please run through the listeners and what you've eat, had. To, to eat today just on a little side note <laughs> oh, your three sorry. meals i've been on a lot i was on a lot i was on a long i've been on a long trip from sale so long so long and <laughs> chelsea <laughs> and chloe mack shout out to youtube squares they desperately wanted mcdonald's and i caved <laughs> i caved three times i went there three times <laughs> one stop in sale one stop in mansfield i, I had to just check mansfield <laughs> is mansfield on the way <laughs> What the hell was Sale? <laughs> Sale, Trelgan, and Calder. So I, have, so I had... I, co- I got a coffee one of the times, so that doesn't count. Then I had a... Come on, front page. And then I had a chicken and cheeseburger, and then a, and then a cheeseburger a separate time. Well, it's the only place... It's all they've got to offer, mate. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. sorry I'm taking over time. I'm so sorry. But right. yeah. You're nearly at the end of the challenge anyway, mate. So that salt just really tipped me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make it. I'd like to see your salt levels um, throughout the day. Um, nah, beautiful time. Yeah, the taste was very good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go four dwarf teenies as well, just because it was very tasty. But I'm just going to knock a knock a point off there because I know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> just doused it in salt. Moving into um, variety. So, what do you rate yourself? How many dwarf teenies for variety of the dish? Uh, variety. I'll I'll go with four and a half. I reckon. I'll, Pretty happy with the variety. There's there's a lot lot on the plate. Um, 
Something a bit different too. You probably wouldn't usually like salt. have. Salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll go with four and a half Dooftinis. I like the implementation of halves there too. Um, Tom jumping on the half Dooftini bandwagon. Half train, half teaspoon of salt, whole teaspoon, whatever. Um, yeah, variety was good. There wasn't really much else that you probably could have added to that dish. Maybe like a little bit of like macaroni cheese or something on it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was an entree. No, but the ve- it was very nice and it was well cooked as well. I'm going to have to go with... I'll go with four Dooftinis as well for four that. Dudes. Four Dooftinis. It's a solid start. I'm liking this. Um, right. Temperature of the meal. What do you reckon, Tom? Uh, yeah, temperature. I reckon it was. I reckon it was pretty pretty spot on. I'll go. I'll go with four and a half Dooftinis again. I reckon. Four and a half Dooftinis. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a hot meal. It's meant to be hot. The cheese inside was melted, mostly. So. I'm going to say also four and a half of teenies, just purely because I would have liked my brie just ever so slightly maybe more melted, and that might have been, you know, if it was maybe five degrees hotter, um, it might have got it there. What mm. do you reckon? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of, depends which way you look at it. If you melt it too much, it all, it all just, it all just comes out of the chicken. Yeah, you know, you've only cooked it once <laughs> and you <laughs> You end up with no cheese because all the chicken, all the chicken just flows straight out because it's too melted. So all that stuff was that butter or cheese on the on the bottom of the plate? That like nice tasty the liquid. The liquid. Uh, that was cheese. cheese. Oh yeah. right, I thought that was butter. So you lose too much if you cook the cheese too much. So that that's the issue. There. Yeah. Okay. Oh jeez. You can change Expert. your rating if you like. Um. Yeah. Now temperature definitely four and a half tortinis. Well done. Not meant to be that sound effect. <laughs> Shout out to the special effects guy there. First day. First day on the job and used it for a while. Sorry. Right. Um, next area, we're going to. Um, oh, and he's <laughs> letting himself down here. <laughs> Do uh, punctuality. So, as you know, I've barely eaten today. So I've barely, I've barely, I've barely had a thing on the way back from sale. So I get a message yet. We're gone tonight. I've got to drive five hours. I'm like, I'll make sure I leave in time. So. I, Get there for dinner. He's got enough time to prepare. Squidgy messaging me. Dunham's right for 7.30. So I come around well before 7.30 just so we can have a chat and get some other segments done. Probably about quarter past seven. And he's just started cooking. And I'm thinking, <laughs> either, I'm thinking either we're having fish fingers that we'll be ready in 10 minutes. I didn't say anything though. Or this is going to be late. So... And was it late? Was it late? So what, what's going on? Why do you give yourself a punctuality and... You better have a good reason. Um, I'll, I'll give myself a, a one doofenshmirtz. <laughs> um, it wasn't. That I, I, uh, I was I was well aware that it was going to be late, and I, I was, it was honestly the thing I was most worried about for the whole time, just trying to get it up on time. And I just I had the the biggest chicken breasts ever, and I'm like, these are going to be raw if I dish these up at seven thirty. So I just just had to keep cooking them, and yeah, it ended up being about fifteen minutes late. But so I, I'll I'll stick with the one doofenshmirtz. You disgust me. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to go that low with one, but now I think about it, I'm, I don't even know if I want to give you that. <laughs> so it was a little bit late, and you are right, you can't be giving us salmonella, but although I would love a great bout of that. It lose a couple of kilos last week at the F45 challenge. But so I'll prime myself all day, barely eating. <laughs> barely eating all day, just so I can have this delicious meal at, at 7.30, and I'm in the room waiting. We're waiting. 7.30 goes by, so... Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the one Dini, Sorry, <laughs> I think that's a that's a very fair answer. And um, look, punctuality is probably not the most important thing, but 
I was wasting away on the couch. I yeah, I had actually while Dufet had three McDonald's meals for the day. Small I, meals. I knew I knew that I knew that something special was coming tonight, and I, I think my last meal was about oh, I don't know. I had a light snack at two p.m. just to because I didn't want to ruin it. Um, right, yeah, moving into our last one, Duff. What's our last one? Our last one here is presentation, and presentation is key. And I walk into this house and I think, who lives here? Oh, wait, I do. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sitting on the couch, mate. You had the cricket going. Um, FYI, Packies 2 for 10. They're battling. Um, it's been an absolute piss take. So that was good to watch. You had the knives and forks, steak knives, sit up nicely. Um, what do you reckon, mate? Um, presentation. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with four and a half Duftinis here. I, uh, I spent all yesterday cleaning the house just in preparation for this. Um, had had everything ready to go apart from the meal. Obviously, that was a bit late, but I think I think it all looked pretty good. So four and a half Duftinis. You have got to be kidding! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the sound effect guy stuffed up again. Um, yeah, no, I can actually testify to that, Tom. I, and now, I didn't, I, was it actually for this, or was it for? Um, no, it was definitely for this. It would not have been for your parents coming around yesterday for a barbie. He's actually mopped and swept the entire house and. Um, Kept it in tip-top nick, done all the well, washing. should have done that and got the dish out in time. <laughs> yeah, so if you had spent so much time by making the place look nice, uh, maybe we wouldn't be wasting away like we were. But um, no, presentation was great. Um, you have a fabulous house here. It'd be a privilege to live here, I would have thought. And um, yes, I would have to, I would have to say five Duftinis. So well done, mate. Well yeah. done. <laughs> First five. <laughs> um, um, so moving, yeah, moving into the last of the overall judgments. So now you've, we've had our input, you've had your input. So what would you, what do you rate yourself as a, the overall judgment? How many Duftinis for the overall? Actually, uh, before that we do that, do you rate yourself as a chef? Uh, not particularly. I, I'm, I'm handy enough in there. I, I know what I'm doing, but I, I don't, th- I don't think I'm any. Uh, any master classrooms, but yeah, not too bad. And did you think did you think to cook enough that we could take lunch tomorrow? Like it is Sunday, Monday's got well, work. I, I, th- I actually thought there was quite a bit on the plate. I wasn't sure if you get through it, but oh, you- oh please, <laughs> scoff! You know that we you know that we're bottomless pits. The plates were licked, so they're, they're obviously. Well, I was drunk. I would do it on as I was battling, but I'll never let a meal defeat me. Yeah. So you listen to I that. I think space. maybe because I was a bit hungover on the Sunday, I, I didn't want as much, but yeah. You guys polish them off pretty easily. Yeah, they were big eaters. But, um, Tom, it's unlike you, mate, because actually, as a housemate, one of the things I do admire about your chefing ability, you're a big bulk cooker, <laughs> and I like it. He, Tommy he cooks for himself, but he, he'll cook enough for probably six, seven human beings, and you just chuck him in these little margarine containers, and off he goes. He's just having pasta bake for seven days straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me lunch Monday to Friday. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's efficient, mate. I really rate it. Um, yeah, what, what do you reckon? you what do you reckon, mate? What, what are you going to give yourself? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with four Duftinis. I'd I'd almost go go four and a half, but then it was quite late, so I'm going to knock myself down to four. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better and better. The sound guy's on tonight. Um, Duff, what do you reckon, mate? I think he's gone with four. Look, it tasted great. It was hearty. It was, it was outside the box. It was something I didn't wouldn't expect. Yeah, so. it wasn't just your run of the mill sort of meal. It, yeah, you sort of did the like the bacon wrap or the prosciutto wrapping. You know, very impressive technique. You actually had and skewers. You, just, you had the little toothpicks. Very good to see. He did have garnish, 
But instead of garnishing with rabbit food, he garnished with a cheese. A chunk of brie. A chunk of brie. Which <laughs> double brie. That's double brie up. That's the type of garnish I can get around. Um, Dwarf, what are we going to give you, mate? All right, Ken. Four, Four Dwarf Teenies. Well done, mate. Well done. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good, mate. So um, credit to you, mate. Um, yeah, thanks very much. No worries. Righto, one of my favourite parts of the show where we give our chef the opportunity to uh, talk about a, a fond childhood pet as we have Winnie the Groodle and Bear the Cavoodle who have actually became Instagram friends and they're actually dating now, so that's pretty exciting. Bear's stoked too. He loves, he loves a bigger girl. <laughs> hey, Dunham, what, have you got any um, anything for us, any pet stories for us? Uh, I do, first off, I'd, I'd just like to give a shout-out to um, to little Billy Puppy at home. Uh, she's a little cutie. And also... Um, <laughs> Ruth, she? She's little a Billy Puppy. She's a Cavoodle. Yeah, Billy Puppy. Billy Puppy. Yeah. She's a puppy. And also, also to the uh, also R.I.P. Ruby Puppins. Um, she was she was quite old when she passed. What's with all and, these names? <laughs> and uh, blind and deaf, um, but she was a great dog. Um, but I, I do have a, a story about a couple of. Um, I had, used to have fish back when I was a lot younger, and um, they just they one by one they just went they went missing, and I, I couldn't work out where they went. I thought maybe thought maybe they died or, or mum and dad had taken them or, or something like that, and then. And then one day mum said, just clean out the filter, like clean out the fish tank, maybe there's something wrong with it. Oh, and I started, I, I cleaned out the, the filter and there's just bits of bits of gold and, and fish guts and stuff oh. in there. They, they, they were just getting sucked into the filter, <laughs> like, like Finding Nemo style. <laughs> Black hole. Yeah. They're just trying to wedge the rock in there. They wanted, to, they wanted to escape. So I lost too many fish in the, in the filter back so in the you're, So you're just losing fish and you just buy more and put them in there and didn't, yeah. had no idea where they'd gone. We would have gone through 10 fish, I reckon. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about one. We're talking about one fish. Nah. No, we lost a heap of fish. It's an expensive habit, to be honest. If any of pet shops are going to be thinking, what is wrong with this bloke? Oh, my God. People get fish because they're easy to look after and they don't die. There's not much maintenance. So I thought. (laughs) They were not. Can you remember the names of any of them? Uh, Nah. Jake, maybe. (laughs) Jake. (laughs) That's completely made up. Jake! He looked like uh, Ru- uh, Ruby Poppins. Uh, one of them was named Squirtle, I think. Um, I think Goldie was one of them. Uh, <laughs> Every- everyone's, got, everyone's got a Goldie. That was probably the first uh, one. I can't, I can't remember many else, but yeah. Uh, There's too many, to, too many to remember. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that big, didn't last very long. Big though. shout out to Jake, Goldie, Squirtle, and also um, Ruby Poppins up in Pet yeah. Heaven. And also, yeah, we do can't forget about um, little Billy. Is Billy a Cavoodle as well? Billy is a Cavoodle. Yeah, yeah. gorgeous. And join the gang. Yes. I don't know if you can be trusted, though. <laughs> ten, ten deaths <laughs> on Billy's your watch. Billy's well done. <laughs> don't trust him with fish, but dogs are all right. Yeah. Excellent. Rightio, Tom. That's all we've got time for, mate. Thank you so much for having us. Um, it was a really, really fabulous meal. Um, and always good to have a great catch-up with you. Um, just before we let you go, as per the rules of the show, you get to give a shout-out to one of the squares out there. Um, who would you like to give a shout-out to, mate? Uh, thanks for having me on, boys. I just I'd like to give it to my younger brother, um, Zave Puppins. I reckon he might actually scull a watermelon Puppins. cruiser. <laughs> we have an addiction with Puppins, so yeah, they they refer to like things as puppet, like pup, Puppins. Oh, what is know. a Puppin? It's a, oh, well, it's... it's meant to be puppy, but it actually came from Steffi Hawker. Um, she thought we were saying puppins. So I don't know why. Well, you've got problems with wrecking words, bombing. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Steffi for um, coining the term puppins. Um, Wait, so what happened? 
So, right. Oh, because you, yeah, you call things puppies. We, 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 yeah, we used to call Ruby, Ruby puppies. And then she, for some reason, called her. What is wrong with your family? <laughs> <laughs> we're weird, mate. <laughs> and then for some reason, she thought we were saying puppins. And she started saying puppins. And we're like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> and then it, it really stuck. So, so anyway, who's the shout out for? So it's for my younger brother, Zave Dunham. And he's going to scull a watermelon cruiser, I can tell you that. Yeah, he does love a watermelon cruiser. <clears throat> You're on Skullcam, brother! You have 24 hours to post on our page if you're doing it. Or never listen to us again. Goodbye. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> hey, Dorf. Yeah? How good's beer? Yeah. Good. Well, what you should do is you should go to the Queen's Arms Hotel and tip in a few cold ones and have a burger. Bloody beautiful. Well, I should. And you should go to the Reservoir Hotel and get a beer and eat a pizza. Are they pretty good? Very good. Delish. Delish. <laughs>
That's a little bit stiff, I think. Yeah, no, very so stiff. Be careful out there, squares, because if you go to McDonald's, you may end up with a concussion. Stay vigilant. Um, Doof, mate, while we're talking about being a hot topic, um, your street had a few um, break-ins and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I get a call from... I'm down in sale. I get a call from Tedley Morgan. Big shout-out to Big Tudor, big truck driver boy. He'll be listening. Massive square. Rings me, he says, the police have just been here. And has been they've broken into the neighbor's car and stolen the lady's handbag. So I Chelsea's car's there, my, my, my car's in sale, and um, so he parks hers away. But there's been a little bit of thi- things going missing and that around the street, and I don't know what happens. A lovely place like Strath would say, upper class of Bendigo. It's normally, I would expect it to happen around somewhere around here, like the, <laughs> a bit lower class. Well, Bendigo CBD. But we think it might be linked in with something that you got your attention brought to. Yeah, so Saturday night. Yeah, well, Saturday night. Like, so we've had a similar issue. We've had in the last week or so. We've had a couple, <laughs> well, we've had a break in. We did have a break in as well. I didn't tell you about this before. We actually had a break in up the road, and and then the last night I got home from the pub and um, from work, and because um, Ewing Park's being ripped up, and some larrikins have gone to Larry, um, to Ewing Park, and they've they're letting off fireworks like legit letting them off at about ten to twelve, and then at about Quarter past 12 And Steffi and I We were actually watching them And they were quite beautiful But I was singing Goddamn rats and, um, and Mate I've got a theory So You've had break-ins We had a break-in Up the road And we've got people Letting off fireworks And it's coincided With every man And their dog Being at Spilt milk In, Bal- in Ballarat It has So Everyone goes to Spilt milk Town Rubble Absolute rubble, mate. There was no one at the Queen's Arms. Like, I'm getting home at 11.30 at night. And, you know, I would like to think we're a happening pub. And so, mate... Oh, play that. Well, did it sound like this? This is... That was live footage of, that I recorded last night at 12. Stop breaking into my car. Quick, take this purse. Little rats, get out of it. <laughs> That's brought you live in uh, Steffi's bedroom. So, yeah, I think, you know, the the hooligans out there, they've cashed in while everyone's been away. And, um, yeah, if anyone else had any, like, break-ins or anything, please let us know and uh, we'll update the podcast as we go. Um, and also, just quickly, just a bit of a public service announcement. There was a lady on Benio Have You Say. She's looking for um, cream charges. Um, she, she just wants to know it, where she can find some of these. So if anyone knows where you can purchase them, I assume she's baking a cake. Um, could you please let us know, and then we can comment that on <laughs> her. Let us know. <laughs> we can comment that on her post on the on the um, Benio Have You Say. Thank you. Cheers. Right, this isn't officially a segment, but it's we like to we love animals, so we just like to touch on any sort of animal news. And this one is quite quite humorous. Well, humorous for us, but probably not humorous for the person that it happened to. But very good listening anyway. Squidgy, what do you got for me? This one's been sent in from Yak Ross, um, a huge square, um, and it actually applies to his his father, Gravy Ross, who I'm sure will be listening as well, avidly with Tanya, um, probably. Massive- t- Tucked up in bed in the in the in the master bedroom. Um, I heard they do like listening to the dulcet tones of our voices prior to the whole family, especially Tricky Ricky Ross. Yeah, she loves it too, and so does Lee Ross as well. I think he's up north somewhere, but he's... WA, WA, yeah. yeah, something like that. He's a pharmacist, and uh, apparently he loves the show as well. So, thank you to the Rosses, um, Gravy, mate. What's going on? This is a public service announcement <laughs> to anyone that lives in Stratford. Say, all right, this so-called upper socio class. 
area that no, you keep very, referring to, oh, Dorf, very upper class. Uh, mate, this has got me rattled. So Gravy's going out for a, a stroll about 1pm, back tracks of uh, Turner's Road, or Turner's La- Taylor's Lane, I think it is actually, where they live. And uh, he comes across a rot wheel that's broken out of its, it's jumped its fence. And it starts growling him. And Gravy's just gone, his heart rate's gone from 100 to about 200, or oh, what is it? About 190, because when he hired, probably he'd probably have a heart attack. And um, anyway, he's just stood still, which is what he meant to do for a snake. I don't know if he meant to do that for a rottweiler. Rottweiler started charging no, at him. You're supposed to stay still. Well, that's what he's done. So he's done the right thing. And the rottweiler started charging at him, and he's he's held his nerve, and it's just gone past, like it's just gone past him, and it's just gone charging down the down the street. Anyway, here's some live footage. Have a listen to this. So as you can hear there, that was gravy um, <laughs> listening to the dog bark. <laughs> and then that explosion, we'll leave that up to your own imagination of where that explosion came from. Um, oh, <laughs> he was quite scared. Anyway, that's, that's not the end of it. So he, the rotwheeler's got charging past him. He's survived it. He's turned around. Lo and behold, eight metre King Brown snake on the ground. <laughs> Eight meters, <laughs> all the biggest mate ever found in the world. Maybe two meters, <laughs> and he's he's fallen over and he's fractured his wrist. <laughs> They've got brittle bones, <laughs> mate. Oh, gravy! So just survived the dog attack and then the eight meter. Anaconda slash brown. So all I've got to say, all you people out there, especially in Travis, say. There's a rottweiler on the loose and there's an alleged eight metre King Brown snake. Not sure if that's really the, the length of it, but um, you know, Gravy might have been um, a bit rattled when he, when he was reeling off those facts. But um, Gravy, look, mate, wishing you a speedy recovery. Hope Lockie and the boys and Ricky are looking after you. Um, and sorry to hear, mate. Uh, now, we've also got a little bit of other animal news from our last episode. Kel Paul Pratt. Uh, yeah, a little bit about his lizard, his shingleback lizard. Yeah, so Kel, if you remember, if you listened to the last episode, said that um, their life expectancy is about 18 months, and that's when he di- he's died. So it lived a good life, and it, it lived to its full age, which is good, which what, what you want in pets or, and humans on that fact. But it's been brought to our knowledge that shingleback lizards live up to 50 years old. So in actual fact, it had actually lived to about... Three percent of his <laughs> estimated oh, life. Of his life expectancy. So, Kel, if you're listening, you have cut that lizard's life short by a long time, and I reckon you knew that, and you just tried to pull the wool over our eyes. A big shout out to Zach Dennehy there for sending that in. Huge square. Um, thanks very much for that fact update for us. Perfect. So, if you've got any other animal news, be sure to hit us up on our social media because we love bringing to you public service announcements and exposing people for the true frauds that they are. <laughs> Just in other news, um, another thing that's a hot topic at the moment, not so much Bendigo, but this documentary Game Changers. I haven't actually seen it, but I've been home on the weekend and a few of my mates of Jack Johnson and Tom Warrior, their big squares, have converted to the vegan diet. And there's a lot of a lot of fuss about it around town, a lot of fuss about it on social media. I'm thinking about giving it a go, but I might battle. But there is one place that if you do decide... Do you want to turn vegan? 
can help you out. What do you got? To, what do you got for us? Guys, if you are thinking about turning vegan, there is only a one-stop shop in town. It is Adam and Eve. I went there the other day. I had a bacon and cheeseburger, or so I thought. It was made with fake bacon. It was called Faken, and it had <laughs> fake cheese. I think he calls it Fees, and there was just like this vegan meat, and it was absolutely delightful, not to mention the best coffee in town. It's your one-stop shop for vegan food and a beautiful coffee. Get around it. Big shout to Breezy there. Doing a great job, mate. Behind the mask, behind the mask, who's behind the mask today? Looking, thinking, what do you say? Who's behind the mask today? Behind the mask, behind the mask. Righto, my very favourite part of the show, uh, Behind the Mask, and it's a way that people can vent their frustrations about Bendigo or about a specific topic. It remains very anonymous, so no one will ever know who you are. It's a good way to get it off your chest because there's a lot of burning pet peeves out there that people really just want to um, get off their chest. So we've got a few to share with you lovely people tonight. Squidgy, take it away. Yeah, so the first one here, I'll just get it up. Uh, It may or may not have come from one of our major sponsors of the show. Um, He may or may not be... Um, of English descent and own Bendigo's number one um, pet-friendly cafe venue in town that also deals in beautiful vegan food. Um, he has a pet peeve for us. Here we go. When people order a coffee for the first time at your cafe and then send it back because it ain't burning their tongue. Who orders hot coffee when it's 30 degrees anyway? And on top of that, coffee's meant to be had at a... Uh, non-burning tongue temperature. So for the nuff-nuffs that do send it back, unless you're 80 or older, go take a hike. (laughs) Simple as that. Uh, The next one comes from a very, very loyal fan, someone who listens to us quite a bit, and by the sounds of it, lives a relatively dark life. He has a lot of pet peeves. He just banks them up. (laughs) Nearly have to block him from the show. He is back from the Tiwi Islands. He's not residing there anymore. He's back he at rain goals in the BNFL yeah. League, much to my chagrin. He's still got an orange beard. Um, his last name rhymes with harp, <laughs> but, but we won't mention who it is. And he's got a few here, but this is his number one. Number one, pet peeve. Airports, full stop. So I don't know. I think it's just everything. <laughs> People that line up. People that line up 20 minutes before the flight boards only for the flight attendant to start boarding the rows one at a time. You are idiots. And the people that stand up straight after the flight lands and then they just stand there for ages really pisses me off. <laughs> well, I would have to agree with that. It is like, we're all getting on the same plane, mate. Like, it really doesn't matter if you're on there first or last because we're not leaving until final boarding. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is quite annoying. No, I agree, and and look, the only time I can really um, appreciate a time where you might stand up as soon as the plane le- um, plane lands is when you're getting home from a footy trip and the walls are closing in <laughs> on you, and, and you and you know that you just need to get off this plane and go find a cubicle somewhere. Not speaking from experience, but I am. <laughs> um, that's the only time where it is socially acceptable, though. Um, and the last behind the mask we have, oh, and this is a goodie. It's um. I think a lot of you relate to this. It's been sent in by a fantastic cricketer in the region. Hates drinking beers. 
Um, I think he scored he scored a magnificent double ton last year for the Bucks. Um, hates drinking. Hates drinking. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Hates playing cricket hungover, or at least that's how it seems. Um, has made a big switch from the YCW Eagles to um, the Golden Squares um, Football Club. Um, if you haven't got it yet, it rhymes with Clemmy. I mean, hang on. <laughs> uh, just expose. Uh, no, we haven't exposed. No, no, it. It's yeah. not well, him. Well, technically, it does rhyme with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's what he sent in. He or she. Drivers who do 50 in 60 zones in a single lane, then when you get to a dual lane, they take off when it hits like 80, 80 kilometers an hour. He also cares to add in, lucky for me, I haven't had to deal with it lately as I've lost my ticket. And won't have to deal with it for a few more months. But So I suppose that is lucky for you, mate. But for the rest of us that do have to drive... That is really, really frustrating, and um, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's the same as when you're driving down to Melbourne, and you're overtake. You're sitting. You're on cruise control. I like to sit on like 114 because like you're never going to get booked at 114. Well, I hope someone listens <laughs> to this and becomes a bookshare. And um, or maybe like 113. And um, anyway, and you're sitting behind, and you're creeping up the car, and then you go right. Yeah, I'll just go around them. So you go around them, back into left lane, 113. Then they go around you. And then they, and then all of a sudden you catch up to them again. So like, it's just there's nothing worse than you know if you're going to be slow or whatever, stay slow. You know, <laughs> we're not, we're not, nothing against you. If you want to drive yeah, slow, yeah. don't overtake me and then go back down to your lower pace and make me overtake you again. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Oh, well, Clemmy. I mean, sorry, whoever that was. Well done, Lemmy. Well done, Lemmy. Just boy or girl, just keep riding and push you around, and hopefully you don't have any issues. Uh, great work, mate. Love your work. Mystery word. Righto, guys, our new segment, mystery word. I've given Squidge the word gummy bears. Have a listen to how he went. Your word, your word is gummy bears. Gummy bears. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm speaking. How can I help? Oh, g'day, Kaylin. Um, just wondering if you guys sell lollies. Lollies? Yeah, do you guys actually sell like lollies? Like, um, on, do you have? Do you guys have chocolate and that sort of thing there, there don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Is there anything specific? Uh, so like, we, oh, I was thinking like lollies. You know, like, um, uh, what are they? They're like those little um, bears. Like they come in all different colours and that sort of thing, and they're like chewy. Are they chocolate? Uh, no, they're just straight lollies. Oh, um, were they like the the gummy bears? Gummy bears, yes, yes, that's the ones. Do you guys sell them? Um, I can pop you on hold and see, but I'm pretty sure we do. Oh, unreal. No, nah, that's fine. I'll pop down uh, in the morning, I reckon. I'll, I'll come and get some. That's all right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> that's all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bears. Oh, did I? Yes. Oh, well, there's only oh. one lolly bear, you shit. <laughs> okay, you win this week. You win this week. As you heard there, Squidge has broken the number one rule and said one of the words <laughs> and given it away. So he's an absolute cheat. What do you got to say for yourself? Um, oh, I, I, we actually had to go back and review the footage because I actually didn't think I did say it, but I did say it clear as day. It's hard in the heat of the moment. Um, but 
Yeah, I'll get half a point, I reckon, maybe. We'll, but we'll see how you went, mate. I'll, I've thrown you a bit of a curveball. We've gone for kebab, and um, I've called P. What Tyab. Listen to this. <laughs> Radio Dorf, your word is kebab. Sorry, hello. How are you going? That's good. Um, what takeaway food do you guys sell? Oh, we sell Thai takeaway. Oh, Thai. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. I think it's a Thai dish. Um, it's like a, it's like pita bread with meat, and it's wrapped up, and you have like cheese and garlic sauce and that on it. What are they called? It's a garlic. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it. I think you guys sell them. It's like a a wrap sort of thing, and you have like meat. Shaved off meat in it and like cheese and garlic sauce and stuff. Do you guys sell them? We don't have cheese, just garlic. Yeah, but do you do you have those? They're like a wrap, so you know a wrap, and they have meat. Uh, they have meat in them. You don't know, but do you know those things I'm talking about? They're like wrap. Uh, and got, yeah. What are they called? Yeah, I know it. Yeah. What are they called? Yeah, second watch play. Pardon? Do you know, they don't have wrap. Okay. No, nah, do you know, no, with like meat, like they're wrapped with meat in them. I think they call yeah. like a Kayan or a, a Kevin or something. No, 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 we don't have that. I'm sorry about that. Yes. You don't even know what it is though. Yeah, I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay then, so, all right, don't worry about it. I don't have kebabs. <laughs> I don't have wrap or garlic or cheese. <laughs> As you heard there, guys, um, kebabs. I don't think they sell them at Pia Wat Thai. And the fella had absolutely no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> the servant, he didn't. He didn't even want to try and help me. <laughs> so I just had to give up. He was just. He wanted none of it. Uh, no wraps. No wraps. Rightio, guys, we've made it to the end of another fantastic episode of Josh Squared. Um, it's been a hell of a journey. Great to catch up with Bombo Dunham earlier in the show. Um, as we always like to do, Dorf, anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. This is a bit of a left-of-field shout-out. Um, so my housemate, Matilda Shannon, she's a big spook and a big square. She loves listening to the show. But actually, her younger brother and his mates down in Geelong, which I haven't actually met, love listening to the show as well, and asked her if she knew us boys from Bendigo. So they're big squares down there in Geelong, in Grovedale, I think it is. So Ned Shannon and to your mates, a big shout-out to you boys, and we hope that you enjoy the show and make sure you grab a couple of these hats that we've got coming out. Yeah, sounds good, Ned. Great stuff, boys, all the way down in Grovedale, Geelong. Um, and I'd also like to give a shout-out to... Uh, Tegan Ward, um, she, absolute legend. I, I got struck down with hay fever real, real bad last Wednesday. Like, oh, like eyes run, eyes itchy as tears, like um, nose running like a tap. Um, like literally couldn't sleep. It was actually the worst hay fever I ever had. And Steffi Grace um, took me to the um, overnight pharmacy, and Tegan was there, and she she hooked me right up. So. Very much appreciated. I know she's a huge square, huge fan of the show. She um, always harassing Jaden um, when the next episode's coming out. So um, I hope you enjoyed the episode, Tegan, and thank you very much once again. Anyway, that's all we've got time for, guys. So enjoy yourselves this weekend and look after your mates. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy.